Hello, I'm Katie. And I'm Leslie. And, and we're, we're all booked. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, where we talk to you about the books we'd like to recommend. And Jake and Jamie are rejoining the show today to talk about a book that we are featuring in April, right? For the no, of the library? end of March. End, end of March. March. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the book is called The Witch Way Tree. Mm-hmm. So how about y'all tell us a little bit about why this book was selected, what it's about. I'm going to toss this over to Jay. Right. Okay. And just, I, w- I want to just put it out there. This is our second podcast. This has become a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a podcast couple. Yes, <laughs> correct. Happy, a happy couple. A happy sure you... po- a yes. Couple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In terms of selection, I, so it was sort of one of my first tasks when I first got here to put together a program for the, the Friends of the Library's annual meeting. And for that, I was told we usually select a somewhat local author or at least a Texas author. And so, when you do Googling, author Elizabeth comes up as a Texas author. And I had I had sent out a, a whole bunch of emails. And I'll go ahead and just say that she really wanted to help libraries. She likes libraries. And when somebody wants to help libraries, I want to give them a shout out. So she's been awesome so far. And, and she was by far the most cooperative author that I spoke with. So we went ahead and booked her for it. And I chose this one in particular of her works just because it's the most recent. But and I'm sort of grateful. I'm very pleasantly surprised with what the book ended up being. I think it has really broad appeal and I thought it was it was a page turner. I was I was never really there was not a lot of downtime in the book. So, yeah. <laughs> so, how about you tell us a little bit about like what the book is about, sure. what themes it explores, anything like that. Before we go there though, we oh, got to yes. I mean, we got to give proper shout out to Miss Elizabeth, the author who's going to join us via yes. Zoom on let me help me get this date. March twenty third. March twenty okay. third. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna have a Zoom book club. Is a strong word. It's the Friends Annual Meeting, but we bought a whole bunch of these books to mm-hmm. give away, and that's right, give away mm-hmm. to anyone who wants to attend the Zoom meeting with the author. Right. So it's always you don't have to read the book before the meeting, but it's always nice to have some context about what she's going to talk about, so you can ask her really juicy questions. Yeah. And I'll back up. Jake selected the book, and he said, "Do you want a copy?" And of course, I had to say. Yes, so it sat at my desk staring at me for like <laughs> two or three weeks, and I was like, professional obligation. I gotta read this book. I don't know who this author is. I don't know what this book's about. The cover's kind of... I think not... the cover's very pretty. It's pretty, yeah. right? You just, don't, you just don't know. It doesn't give a lot away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I finally bit the bullet and took it home one night and could not stop reading. I adore mm-hmm. This book. So in terms of what it's about, so in order to tell you what it's about, we have to give away, not give away really, because that's obvious in the first pages. Did it you has, see the title of the book? Oh, oh it, yeah. okay. the, the, yes. The I Witch feel like Way I couldn't tree. remember us actually saying the name. Which like is a very cool and intriguing title, but comes up exactly once in the book and is not like the most important plot point, but no, you know. Well, yeah. sort of, I'm going to tell you about the real tree in a minute. We're going yes, yes, yes. to do a little plot background. Oh, yes. I'm going to give you some actual historical background. Oh. So so, oh, there's a, th- okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. so there's, the novel is set up as testimony. We get the perspective of Benjamin Shreve, and he is to report, so he witnessed a crime, and the judge who has, who has sort of taken over to, to uh, what is the word, indict criminals who maybe slip through the cracks between, so this is right this is at the the turn of Texas secession and then reentry into the Union. So like 1870 or so. 1870 is the exact date when <laughs> Texas reentered the <laughs> Union because I looked it up this morning. So he's writing his testimony of seeing of 
his experience with Clarence Hanlon. But wrapped up within that testimony is his experience of he has a half-sister named Samantha whose mother was killed by a panther and whose face was horribly disfigured by wow. the, the same panther. By said panther. Yes. Yeah. So the, the experience with Hanlon is wrapped up within the experience of trying to track down and kill the pan- the panther in question. Said panther. Yes. And for, anyone, and for anyone out there who's like, wait a minute, this takes place in Texas. I didn't know Texas had panthers. Mm-hmm. She's just using panther. It's really a cougar. That's right. That's what I was figuring. Yes. A giant, mm-hmm. rogue, famous wildcat. Mm-hmm. Yep. That takes on... It's kind of... So the thing I love about it, I love books that are not what you expect. And the fact that it's done as letters to the judge, mm-hmm. as his testimony, it's a really great way to move the plot. And it moves the plot really quickly. <laughs> it's very action-based. Some people might say this is a Western because it takes place in the late 1800s when Texas was kind of the wild, wild west. And it, and it is. And it reminds me of a book by Joe Lansdale called The Thicket. And it's one of those questing novels. Like mm-hmm. they're on a quest. And the quest in this case is to catch the panther and seek revenge. Does this feel a little like Moby Dick? 100%. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. Home, <laughs> run. Home run, Katie. Yes. This is exactly. I mean, it's not like Moby Dick, mm-hmm. but you could make a huge argument that Samantha, the younger sister mm-hmm. who'd been attacked by the panther, is like Ahab, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super unhappy at the panther and must seek revenge, defies logic, like we'll do anything anything to get this panther Mm -hmm. she's a scrappy young thing it is explicitly called out within the novel too so like one of the few books that that sort of benjamin is he's uh literate he can read and write and i should mention too one of the things that had me a little nervous about this novel is that it is written in dialect so it's but he one of the books he does have is the whale is what he calls it yeah Yeah, so it's it's sort of explicitly called out that that is an apt comparison within okay yeah Mm -hmm. and how he gets the books is kind of it cracks me up he explains you know they didn't have libraries you know in his town Mm -hmm. growing up so he would like trade corn he would throw like corn cobs over I don't know a fence or a tree or something (laughs) and somebody would throw back a book Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and and one of the books (laughs) was Moby Dick. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like food for fun. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Corn cats for books. That was, that was interesting to me. And it's it's a very funny book. Like There's a mm-hmm. great uh, sense of humor, I think, because it's all done in Benjamin's voice. Mm-hmm. And he's just delightful. He's mm-hmm. really fantastic. So... So you're seeing all of this as letters to the judge. Do you ever hear from the judge? Or is it strictly Benjamin? There is... A brief dialogue to set up that structure in the beginning, but it is it remains one way yeah, okay. until the the at the very end there's another speaker, but I won't say who that is. Okay. Yeah, and you, and you get the like the judge. You can tell the judge and Benjamin are interacting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake and I had a funny conversation uh, yesterday as we were racing to finish the book in time for this interview. Right. It was a stress point. Benjamin doesn't have his pen is running out. Like, it's <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and Jake's like, I just have to keep reading to find out if the judge sends him a pen. Yes, like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he does. Right. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he's on. It's a traveling judge, you know, back in the mm-hmm. day. Oh, yeah. So it, it's really, it's a great plot device. I mean, there's a lot of books that are written in letters. There's a special word for that, epistolary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Baby, see how smart I am. <laughs> <laughs> but th- this one is one of my favorite. It, mm-hmm. Just the voice is incredible. And what you might not know, Jake, depending mm-hmm. on what you googled, is that. This book is actually based in a real event. Oh. The crime that Benjamin witnessed at the very beginning was a hanging. 
of eight German settlers. And mm-hmm. that actually happened in Texas near Bandera. And this tree does still exist. And it's called, oh. it's called the hanging tree, but it also has another word like tragedy. I'm going to have to look it up. I wish mm-hmm. I remembered. But it, it's a real tree mm-hmm. outside of Bandera. This actually happened. These German immigrants were traveling. You know, they got here from Germany seeking kind of a better life. And then all mm-hmm. this stuff was going on in Texas. And they were expected to ask to join the secessionists. Mm-hmm. And they kind of didn't want to have anything to do with it. So they traveled to Mexico or were trying to get to Mexico just to chill out and were captured by secessionist soldiers. And seven of them were hung and one was shot. After he watched the others be hung, he said, I prefer the bullet. And that's how he... Yeah, maybe. Fair. Yeah, less, <laughs> less of two evils. So that's a real event. The, you mm-hmm. know, the rest of it is completely mm-hmm. fictionalized, but yeah. that event is real. So I know you had to research Elizabeth Crook to like, mm-hmm. figure out what novel to pick mm-hmm. or to feature. Are all of hers historically based? Um, not all of them. I know another one of her novels won, um, it's not... I think it's called like the Willa Cather Award. Uh, it's another it's another Western, but not all of them are. I believe we have one in our collection called Monday Monday, which is not okay. a Western. Um, I, however, like I so like I said, I, I was I'm usually like to this day I have not read Huck Finn because I usually refuse to read any novel written in dialect. Very um, fair. <laughs> but maybe I will go back. I was really intrigued. Um, I might read another Western very selectively. Yeah. Um, just because I. Found my. I mean, I just moved to Texas, so I found myself very intrigued by at least this particular moment in history because, you know, I'm aware that it went from Mexican territory to independent to annexed by the United States to seceding from the United States to re-entering the United States. So, at this particular moment in time is is really interesting, and I'd kind of like to explore that more to sort of learn about my new home at least. And I will say that I've never been interested in reading a Western, mm-hmm. except for this actually does sound pretty, pretty good. Yeah. In my opinion. It's, so, um, it's so good. And then I'll, I'll recommend on top of that, the Joe Lansdale, um, well, two books, actually, Joe Lansdale, um, The Thicket. And then uh, as I was kind of looking into this author, she's friends with Stephen Harrigan, mm-hmm. who also oh. writes all about Texas. And he yeah. did, um, he came years ago. And did Evening with the Author. He was brought by the friends. And I love his books uh, as well. So Stephen Harrigan, um, Joe Lansdale. And, and the, the thing that this book has in common with the Joe Lansdale book is um, in the quest, they sort of pick up other questers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of a, a interesting progression, how Benjamin and Sam set out to do this thing. And then they pick up a preacher and they pick up, um, you know, this different yes. people along the way. There's mm-hmm. a fellowship of the Panther. very yeah. much. So, <laughs> yes. um, so you said these letters are like testimony to the judge. Mm-hmm. Does it start to read like a diary almost, or is it always testimonial? Like trying to talk about what happened. So I think part of what keeps it pretty intriguing is that, or what keeps it, what makes it sort of a page turner is that it is like he, Benjamin sort of writes in his letters that he's trying to stick strictly to this particular story. And so I will say one thing that I kind of noticed in reading this is that these are very archetypical characters. They're not, I'm not sure if Benjamin has a ton of like quirks, you know, Mm -hmm. or something where I go, oh, that's a very, that's a very unique character or anything like that. There's sort of like, there's a, there's a feisty girl. There's a, a, you know, an honest writing boy. There's a preacher. 
and there's a there's a guy who's good with a gun, you know, or something. And then, like and, that. A ba- and then there's a bad guy, and he's just like, and oh, he's bad. just a, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Twirling yeah. mustache, <laughs> railroad tracks. For like really just yeah. about though, but I mean, that's not to say that's like like Dickens wrote in archetypes, you know. So yeah. like these are these are it's it's still intriguing, but. Yes, it's it's very much mm-hmm. so. It's less diaristic, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Benjamin's kind of the blank canvas, as Jake said. He's he's the good boy, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's very plain and simple, but he's the vehicle that gets us through the story. So yeah. that's really great mm-hmm. too. And he he definitely strays. Like it's not all about this crime that mm-hmm. he witnessed. It's all the backstory and how he knows this guy that committed the crime. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the panther. I mean, that's yes. the big thing. Like, we, gotta, <laughs> we got to catch the panther. Definitely. But I think maybe one of the reasons why this appeals to you as opposed to other westerns is usually West- westerns are known for specific tropes. And I think this probably breaks away from some of those. So my experience with westerns is so sparse that I honestly can't really answer honestly to that question. But there is a comparison to... at least on the back cover, there's comparison to True Grit, which I think kind of holds true in that we're not following like a a grown man with a six shooter. Like that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not the main character of this book. It's two children, you know? So I think that kind of, that sort of makes it break the mold a little bit so that it's not the most masculine thing in the world, <laughs> if that makes sense. Also, some of it is that it's a female author, which is right. really yeah. unusual in the yeah. Western genre. Mm-hmm. So. And it being like a contained narrative as opposed to a continuous series mm-hmm. about like a more of a pulpy like action figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not a, it's it's not a cowboy novel. Yeah. yeah. You know, for sure. But it has that crossover appeal that would work for people who like Westerns, but also people who like fiction. Mm-hmm. And people who like plot. I mean, it's really, yes. and humor. Mm-hmm. I mean, True Grit, even if you've, if mm-hmm. Read it. It's a little funny. It yeah. should be. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> because what's happening is not, you know, mm-hmm. pleasant. But even this panther attack in the very, very beginning where the panther kills Samantha's mother, mm-hmm. that's gruesome, right? Mm-hmm. But the way it's conveyed, it makes your eyes light up a little bit. Just yeah. like the matter of fact way that Benjamin tells the tale. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the dialogue he has back and forth between the sister. She is feisty and, <laughs> and funny. Yeah. She will, she'll tell you what's what. So mm-hmm. It's so enjoyable. I just, I really, really love this book. Are there any questions that you plan to ask the author of the event? Quite a few. A lot of them, a lot of them I'm, I'm curious about. I'm curious about her research process, just because I know as soon as she as soon as she's heading out from our event, she's going to a lecture about Texas slavery. So <laughs> so like I know that she has a pretty thorough research research process. And because this does seem it seems pretty well researched. As and as you said, it's it's based off something that actually happened. So I'm curious about that. Yeah. And so she's friends with Stephen Harrigan, who's who's a huge historian for mm-hmm. Texas history, at least. And I have read that Robert Duvall has bought the oh. uh, rights to this and that she worked with Stephen Harrigan on the screenplay. Hmm. Okay. So cool. that and you know, like anything, a lot of times those die in development. But I'm yeah. very curious, right. you know, how she sees that process of what her involvement's going to be if it does get optioned as a movie. Like who which, she would cast if she got who she would cast, cast <laughs> would she be on set? Like how does that part work? Because that's that would be pretty cool. And mm-hmm. I think I think this would make a fantastic. Oh uh, yeah, film. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is there anything else that y'all wanted to add about it? No, that people should write as soon as this podcast is over, should mm-hmm. contact Jay, reserve a copy of the book. We yep. have free copies to give away and then tune in on March 23rd. 23rd. 23rd, yep. which I believe is a Tuesday evening on Zoom and you get a chance to meet the author. Mm-hmm. There you go. How exciting. Can I drop that contact really quickly though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Jacob.Boyd at Baytown.org. Or you can my work phone at 281-422-1148. And I'll also put your contact information in the there podcast. We go. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> we would love everyone to read this book. It's a 
It's a fun read. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for giving us a preview of an exciting upcoming event. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.